0: How's everybody doing? Okay, um, let's go before the Lord in prayer. All right, Father, we just uh, honor you, God, and we give you the glory. Um, I thank you for this opportunity to speak to your people. Um, I pray that all of you and none of me, God, and um, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, God, and we just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, you know, welcome Lachey to the church, <laughs> Kingdom Living. Um, next week we're having, as I don't, we'll, we'll find out later in the announcements, we are doing our baptisms. Everybody is excited for a baptism? Yes. Whoever is being baptized, some being baptized again, some being baptized for the first time. I hope we all are excited um, and can't wait to go down in the water. And come up, (laughs) amen. Um, It's be the last. Wait, wait, today's the last Sunday in uh, December in twenty fourteen. It's crazy. It's going by quick, too quick. (laughs) All right, so turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter eight, um, and we'll start there. All right, so next week, as we, as I just mentioned, we are doing our baptism. Um, we are very excited for it. It's first, it was my first time um, having baptism in a while since I've been at Kingdom Living. So it's, it's going to be a great experience for those that are going through with it, um, and it'll be great to witness you know, as a body, as believers, and as a church. Amen? Amen. Um, I know in, grow, in, in our time, there's growing sentiments and growing ideas and feelings that The theology of baptism and the practice of baptism is inconsequential, it's unnecessary. Um, It's very prevalent to find Christians and believers who have not been baptized. Um, And that is pretty much a new phenomenon in Christianity. Um, But we here at Kingdom of Living, we believe that the Bible puts a big importance on baptism and on the practice and idea and, and theology of baptism. Before we go to Acts, hold your place in Acts. Let's go to Matthew um, chapter 28. It's the first book in the New Testament. And it's the last chapter in that book. When you got it, say, I got it. I got it. All right, Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. And it says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we see here that Jesus is, this is after the resurrection, um, Jesus is talking to disciples, giving them their last, command, giving them the last instructions as he's he's leaving, and he he mentions, he says, the two things that he mentions to them is to go make disciples of all nations and and to baptize them. So I think as a church and as believers and as Christians, we should take this charge that we as Christians call the Great Commission, that Jesus, and we just take it, you know, take it pretty seriously. We should take. We should be making disciples and also baptizing um, new believers and baptizing people that come to faith in Jesus. Um, so our mission here today is to understand what baptism is, what role it plays in our church and as the global church, and um, you know what it's not, and you know what's the importance of it and why we do baptisms. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's go to Acts chapter eight. If you look read through the New Testament, um, you, there's a lot of accounts, particularly Acts, um, of baptisms. And I, but this, this one particular passage stuck out to me a little bit. Um, so Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Uh, so it says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go towards the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of, of Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And his spirit said to Philip, go over, um, go over and join his and join chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what, I, what you are reading? And he says, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture that he was reading was this, like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opens his mouth, and his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe his generations? For his life is taken away from the earth. And a eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask, does the prophet say this, And when they came up from the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all towns until he came to Caesarea. Amen. Um, I think one thing I want to note, um, if we read out of ESV, and if you notice, it skips verse 37. <laughs> it goes from 36 to 38. Um, many translations. Uh, eliminate verse 37, which if you read out of the King James Version and NIV and so forth, verse 37 reads as, and Philip says, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. Amen. Amen. Um, So what is baptism? I want to get an understanding what baptism. Baptism simply is initiation into the Christian church. It is a declaration of one's faith in Christ. Um, prior to the 19th century, prior to the 19th century, altar calls wasn't heard of, right? Um, before, you know, sometime in the 1900s, somebody decided to do altar calls, call everybody down to the altar, or, and then Billy Graham and Benny Hinn and um, a lot of uh, huge, you know, um, Pastors popularized it by different um, revivals that was going on, specifically in America and throughout the world. Um, but before that, the altar calls were unheard of, right? Um, and specifically, we don't see altar calls, we don't see those we don't see that in scripture. We don't see people being called to the altar. We don't see raise your hand, I see that, I see that hand, and come to the altar to say a prayer. We don't see that. But what we do see. Um, Not not that there's anything wrong with altar calls, but the proclamation of our faith and our new faith in Christ was, throughout the scripture, was meant meant to be with baptism. So if we were to publicly proclaim, like, oh, this person is Christian now, it wasn't so much because they came to the altar, it was because they went down in the water and somebody baptized them. And even throughout the Reformation period um, in Europe, uh, people, were being crucif- people were being persecuted and martyred for being baptized. You know, if they weren't baptized in Catholicism, if they weren't baptized, if they were baptized as Christians, people were being persecuted, people were being martyred. So it was something that was serious throughout church history and throughout scripture. Amen? And even now, uh, for some reason, in our new, you know, in our millennial church, we don't put an emphasis on this, maybe it's because of our anti-religion, anti-church, anti-structure culture that is breeding in Christianity. We look to baptism as insignificant, you know, like people, I don't need to be, you don't need a, you don't need religion, you don't need need a relationship with God. So they categorize baptisms and, you know, uh, the Lord's Supper and these things as part of religion, as part of rituals. But we believe Throughout scripture, it's more than just rituals. It's more than just something to do because we're bored, <laughs> right? Um, and it was uncommon for Christians to be unbaptized. And as we read, as we go through these scriptures, and it's specifically in Paul's letters, he often mentions when you were baptized or, you know, I'm, even when he mentions, I'm glad I didn't baptize you. It was uncommon for people to not be baptized. It was assumed in their, in their writings, that he was baptized. You know, if I met a Christian in 100 years ago, it would be weird for them to say, "I'm, I'm a Christian and not baptized." But nowadays, it's very common. Amen. Um, so let's, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So it wasn't common. So I think we should pay close attention to baptism. And as you see in this passage that we just read. In verse 38, I in mean verse 36, um, after, Phil, after the, Philip expounded on the gospel, and this, this eunuch, this Ethiopian, so he was a brother, amen? So this Ethiopian brother, uh, <laughs> um, he heard the gospel, he, Philip, Philip expounded the gospel to him. And he was like, okay, what should I do now? You know, shouldn't I be baptized? And that was, that was the thing to do. Um, you know, like, okay, I heard the gospel. I believe in Jesus Christ. I come to faith. Okay, now where's the water, you know? Um, and as he goes on um, in verse 36, and as they were going around the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, so here's the water. What prevents me from being baptized, you know? Um, <laughs> how many of us have ever done that? you know, as Christians, like, oh, here's some water, PD. (laughs) You know, there's a pool, there's a pool back here. Like, nobody's ever walked to the pool, like, hey, PD, there's some water. Let's baptize, you know. But I think, like, that should be the urgency that we should take as believers, as new believers, to be baptized. Why? Because it's a proclamation of faith to the world, and us, also a proclamation of faith to us as a church and as believers. Um... Amen. So let's jump to verse Romans chapter six. So the first thing is that baptism is initiation into the Christian church. It's almost like a wedding ceremony that we go through. Um, that we are now. We are. This is the wedding ceremony. You know, after the God has after you've been after you God has entered your life and started to do a work in you. Now you're going through this ceremony to uh, be welcomed into the Christian church. So Romans chapter six is the next book over. If you need Bibles, there are Bibles in the back. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. Just raise your hand and somebody will help you. And if you are reading out of those Bibles, it's uh, page 612. (laughs) Um, Okay, so And also another thing that baptism does is to allows us to partake in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Um, So Romans chapter 6, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that, just as christ was raised from the death by the glory of the father we too might walk in the newness of life amen so baptism signifies death to life transformation that has been done in our lives it's, it signifies what's going on in the in the spiritual world what's going on in our spirits it signifies that in our natural lives um, we have been given a new life in Christ. We're no longer the old creature that we were. We're no longer slaves to sin. We're no longer pursuing sin. But now as believers, people that has given faith in Christ, we are given a new life, and now we're pursuing Christ. We're pursuing holiness. Um, and baptism, the going down into the water, um, we at Kingdom Living, we believe in immersion. We believe in that, Baptism is not just a sprinkle on the head. It's not just a, you know, it's, yes, it's not a sprinkle on the head. It's not a little bit of drop of water. It's actually going down into the water to signify death coming to life. Um, there's many debates on that, but that's the position we take because that's the position we see in Scripture. Even in the eunuch that we just read, um, you don't need a body. Of, he saw a body of water. so hey, what do I need to be baptized? He, you don't need a body of water to, if you're going to get sprinkled. Amen. You just need a little... Spray bottle or something, but um, or you can get baptized in this like, <laughs> like I'm about to baptize right now. No, but it's actually going down, signifying, going to the grave, the old person and coming back up a new person. All things have been passed away um, because we put our faith in Christ. We're no longer um, we're no longer in opposition to God. We're no longer enemies to God. But now we have, um, now we have relationship. We have fellowship with God through Christ, and and baptism signifies this new relationship, this revival that has been done in our spirits. Um, baptism is the initiatory event in the lives of believers. Represents death to the old way of life and birth to new life. Amen. Let's thank God for new life. He's given us new life, and this allows us to experience. New life in our natural bodies. Amen. Um, another thing that baptism does—it causes us to repent. Um, let's. There's a couple of scriptures on this I want to tackle, but oftentimes we see repentance and baptism go hand in hand. You know, like um, even John the Baptist says, "Repent, be baptized." You know, like. Um, so repentance and be and baptism goes hand in hand. Let's jump to Acts two, verse 38, real quick. Page 592, if you got this Bible. And so after this is on the day of Pentecost. Um, But Peter is preaching and and he's delivering the the gospel message to um, these these people. He's delivering this um, this gospel message. So in verse 38, um, let's let my father start in verse 37. So now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, "Brothers, what shall we do?" And Peter says to him, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sin, and you will receive the gift." of the holy spirit so we see here repentance and baptism goes hand in hand so as we baptize we are allowed we're given the opportunity to re, to reflect and to repent from our our sins repent from being um, from being sinful repent from um our our ways amen yeah. um so when we see as we partake in baptism we turn away from our sins we go down one person and we come back a new person um, allows us to, 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 sign, to symbolize that in our lives. It also um, allows us to realize um, to realize our sinful nature. It allows us to realize that we've put things be- before God. We've we found pleasure, we found fulfillment in things other than God. We've created idols in our hearts, uh, whether it be money, whether it be relationships, whether it be love. There'd be fun and excitement, and we put we have allowed those things to create idols in our hearts. But when we are baptized, we're allowed to reflect on those idols and put them to death. You know, as we go down, we're allowed to crush idols. We're crushing the things that we've put before God, and we come up. You know, with God as our, our primary focus, and with God as our as the as the God him. You know, I guess God alone. Um, amen. amen. Uh, another thing that baptism does. Matter of fact, before we do that, let's jump to Acts 11, real quick, before we go there. Acts 11, verse 18. All right, we we won't we won't touch that. <laughs> um, but what we signify? Baptism signifies the the death to life transformation that has been done in our lives, and also causes us to repent. Another thing that baptism does is produces faith. Uh, in Acts chapter sixteen, Acts chapter sixteen, verse thirty one. Uh, and let's first start with, uh, verse 30. Then he brought them out and says, brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be baptized and you'll be saved, both you and your household. Um, Both you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to, to him and all of, and all who were in his house, and he took them to the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. So here, a little history. Um, Paul and Silas were in jail, and they began praying, and, and the jailer Heard them because after this whole commotion and um, God began to move in the in the jail cell. The jailer heard them and he said, "What's going on?" And Paul and Silas starts preaching the speech and preaching the gospel to them and give them the truth of Jesus and um, and he began to believe and he's like, "Okay, what must I do to be saved?" And Paul um, and they tell him, "Believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved." Um, and then he goes on the the um, He comes to faith in Christ and then they go forth and they baptize him. So, this baptism and this baptism allow, produces faith in us. It produces um, an assurance in our salvation. It produces that, okay, I've now believed in Christ, but now I'm assured in my salvation because I've just experienced what what goes on in the spiritual. I experienced it in the natural. Amen? Amen. Amen? So, it produces faith. It gives us assurance in Christ. It gives us assurance in the gospel message. Um, and another thing that that baptism does, it allows us to understand that we are now forgiven. You know, uh, we don't have to live to we don't have to live in condemnation anymore. We don't have to live with the guilt and the sin of shame. But now we are a new life. We're a new. We're given um, a new beginning in Christ and we are able to um, witness that through baptism. Amen? Um, So three things I want you to remember from these few passages is that it signifies death to life in us. It it causes us to repent. It produces faith, and it gives us the assurance of our forgiveness in God. Amen? Um, Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. So I hope you are excited and even get more excited about this baptism that's happening next week um, for those are that are baptizing. Um, I think one thing I, I realized throughout my studies is that nowadays more, there, there are more baptisms being done for rededications and, um, and for new memberships more than it is for new converts. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of churches—if you're joining a new church—they'll baptize you again, to, um, to in order to join that church. I don't think we do that here, but I didn't get baptized. <laughs> but some churches do that. So I think a lot of you know a lot of churches more—you'll see more baptisms for being people that's being rededicated or people that's being new members than it is for new converts, uh, which is should not be. You know, we should see more baptisms for new believers than anything else. Amen. Um, Ephesians chapter 4. We'll start at verse 4. And it says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all, and through all and in all. Amen. So here we see one baptism. So another thing that baptism does, it helps us dismantle island Christianity. Like even in the Nicene Creed, we say we believe in one baptism. As believers, there's one baptism. There's not a baptism for the Kojiks, there's not a baptism for Episcopalian, not a baptism for this, this denomination, there's one baptism. So as believers, we are entering a universal fraternity of believers in Christ as we are baptized. It's not that we are, we are not by ourselves. We're not alone. We're not, we're, it's a ceremony that we're joining this fraternity or sorority sisters. <laughs> uh, we're joining the sororities um, of believers in Christ, amen? amen. So it's, it, is, it is a celebration with the universal church, with every believer on the face of the earth and, and that we are now a part of this group of believers. Um, One other scripture, 1 Corinthians. I'm acting like Petey today. Man. (laughs) Uh. Sorry. Preacher can't find his spot. In fact, we'll come back here, because I can't find it. <laughs> nah, I got it. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and it says, for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were, were made to drink of one spirit. So here we see that we are all baptized in the one spirit, whether you are a slave, whether you are free, <laughs> whether you're black, whether you're white, Chinese, Asian, you know, whatever, you are now part of one body. Um, we're now makeup of one, one body. Um, you know, we're, we are now the one bride of Christ. We're not separately, we are together, we, are, have this, we should have the same mindset, we should have unity among us. Baptized, baptism causes us to have unity, you know? Um, among the church, among Christianities. We should be more united, and baptism allows us to experience this unity. Um, it is to be celebrated with our local church family as an outward symbol of our repentance and regeneration. So not only does it unifies us with the global church, the universal church, it unifies us with our local church. You know, we're all gonna, um, we all will be there celebrating with you um, who was ever being baptized, we celebrate with them, we, uh, we rejoice with them as the eunuch did. Uh, eunuch and, and uh, Philip, they rejoiced. You know, as he went down and was baptized, they were happy, they were glad. Like, oh yes, you have joined faith in Christ. Um, so we are, to, we, as believers, as in the universal church, we have all died, we've all been buried and rose with Christ through this baptism process. Amen. Amen? Um, It is a rite of passage um, into the Christian church. It is an initiation. It is a a ceremony into this Christian church. Uh, When rightly practiced, it distinguishes believers from unbelievers, the church from the world. You know, this is one way that we distinguish ourselves from the world is that we've been baptized. We've made this public proclamation to the world, to each other, to Ourselves that we have put our faith and our trust in Christ. Amen? Amen. So let's talk about what baptism isn't. <laughs> um, baptism isn't, um, as one author put it, the cause of regeneration. Um, baptism is not what saves us, baptism is not what um, gives us new life. Baptism isn't uh, baptism is a representation of what God has been done. Like Petey talked about last week, the salvation process. So God is the one that converts us. You know, yeah. God is the one that does the work in us. And God is the one that gives life to our dying souls and converts us. And then God, and then through baptism, we are, we signify that. In baptism, we enjoy what God has given to us. Um, one author put it, that is like giving bat- baptism, Is like you can't give good meat to a, dead, to a dead carcass. You know, like Ashley's gonna make fried chicken this week. Give it up for Ashley. <laughs> you know, Ashley's gonna make some good fried chicken this week. And if we, fly, if we go to the cemetery and give Ashley's chicken to one of the dead carcasses in there, it's not gonna give him life, you know? Um, so, like, baptism, would not give uh, unrepentant sinner life, you know? Um, but only God can do that. Only God can give us life. And, but baptism allows us to experience what God has done in us, in our outwardly body. Um, baptism itself is a summary of our faith. Baptism is a confession of sin and a picture of repentance. Baptism is a profession of faith in Christ it reminds us of Christ's humiliation and death as he identified with sinners and his resurrection from the dead. You know, baptism is, is, is humbling, you know? We, we, it humbles us to understand that, you know, the preacher could leave you down there. <laughs> you know, you could, like, you could be dead under the water, you know, but God allows, calls you out of the water and he gives you, and he allows you to breathe again. Um, So it should humble us. It should give us life. It should give us, we should enjoy it. um, That we can identify with sinners. We can identify us as sinners. And um, also identify with Christ's resurrection. Um, Faith alone is the principle for spiritual life. Um, One last scripture. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Uh, verse one, what then shall we say was gained by Abram, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and was counted to him as righteousness. Now the one who works and the wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. So here, as we see, um, I don't know, series bugging. (laughs) Um, So here, Abraham has been justified uh, because of his faith, faith in Christ, as we are justified by faith in Christ. We're not justified by baptism, but we're justified by faith in Christ and faith alone. You know, Um, as we have faith in Christ and his finished work, that's how we are saved Um, and baptism is a symbol of that. And also thing, another thing that baptism is not, is it is not insignificant. You know, it's very important. Um, if Jesus was baptized, if all of the disciples, apostles were baptized, I think we should be baptized too. Amen. Um, it's not insignificant. It's not something we can brush off or not experience as believers. It does not save us. Um, and, you know, you are saved if you are not baptized, as we see in um, when Jesus was on the cross and he had the two thieves next to him and, and, and the th- one of the thieves came to faith in Christ, he died instantly. He didn't have time to be baptized because he, he, he was on the cross. But he was, um, Jesus said he, he'll see him in paradise. So we see that baptism is not the cause of our regeneration, not of our it's not the cause of our repentance, it's not the cause of our conversion, but it is important to our Christian walk. Amen? Um, and another thing I should note is that we here at Kingdom Living, we don't believe in infant baptism because we believe that faith, um, that faith precedes uh, baptism. Amen. And infants, they, I tell you, have a point to um, understand the gospel and understand faith. Um, that's why we don't believe in infant b- baptism. Amen. Amen. Um, and that should conclude my topic. So I hope we are excited about it hope we get a little more understanding in what baptism is. Um, Amen? So let's pray. Uh, Father, we just thank you. Uh, We give you the glory. We look forward to our time of baptism next week. Uh, We just thank you for just converting us and um, causing us to repent. And we just thank you for this opportunity to, to be baptized and to enjoy this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um time for Q and A. Oh, announcement, no Q and A.